The Lakers stink. Yeah, NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? It's Wednesday, March 2nd, hump day, and this is NBA Australia. really is. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you all the ins and outs of the NBA season. I'll tell you what, quiet one today. So I'm going to fang through this one. We're here repping Australia a bit as well, but that's, uh, you know, what we do. Says it on the tin. Come on. Uh, injuries, big Celtics comeback, the Lakers still stink. The Lakers stink! And uh, all the games wrapped from today. Yeah, that's about it for today's show. Juicy slab, but that's not a knife. All made no mate. Spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some Yanaz, the unpopular opinion of the day, in our back take house. We were serving up a flame girl take. There's Australian Player Watch and a classically awesome, rekajiggered great moment in NBA Australia State history. Featuring the first ever triple-double by a technical Australian. <laughs> Have you guesses at that one? That's a good one, too. Uh, we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow, and that'll be it for today, because I've got to run off and uh, go grab the squid. So let's get into it. Episode 765 of NBA Australia. Let's go! This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better! Especially if you're Adam Lefko, the uh, <laughs> what host of uh, the Tuesday version of Inside the NBA. Shaq just hates him. He just fucking hates him. Dunking on him every chance he gets. Just calling him out. Uh, you also better watch out for the Shack Attack if you're Robert Time Lord Williams. Uh, you know me. There's one of my bug, big bugbears about uh, NBA coverage. And it's like, oh, why are people watching it, man? Well, Shaq doesn't know who the fuck the starting center and defensive linchpin big man of probably one of the three best teams of 2022 so far, the Boston Celtics, Robert Time Lord Williams. Shaq, I don't know what that is. It's like, Shaq, you're literally paid to cover the fucking NBA. How do you not know the starter, the starting center of the Boston Celtics? Get the fuck out of here. I'll tell you what, nothing gets me angrier than uh, the sort of casual professional. It's like, you're either fucking covering it or you're not. Here I am doing a daily fucking show. And you could rattle off whatever starters you want. I'm pretty sure I'd have a good chance of nailing all of them. But fucking hell, Shaq. Pay attention. Jesus. Anyway, him dunking on Lefko is always going to be funny, though. Turtlenecks. Funny turtlenecks. Turtlenecks. <laughs> all right. Let's start today's show on a lighter note, shall we, I guess, uh, with the daily whip around. Uh, not much news today. Isaiah Thomas is signing a 10-day with the Hornets. That's right. The little guy. The king in the fourth. Uh, I think that make, means 10 NBA teams now for Isaiah Thomas. So Sacramento, Phoenix, Boston, Cleveland. Cleveland! The Lakers. The Lakers stink! Denver, Washington, the Pels, the Mavs, the Lakers again. Uh, now the Hornets. So I think there's only... That's the third most all-time, I think, because you've got Chucky Brown, Jim Jackson, Tony Massenberg, 
Joe Smith, Ish Smith, Mike James. Uh, so they've all played 12. Mike James, 11. Kevin Ollie, 11. Jeff Green, El Jefe, 11. Uh, and, yeah, Isaiah Thomas at 10. Jesus. Look, I'll talk about it again in year Nas, but, I mean, it's kind of neat that dudes who are veterans and go into the G League and start dominating sort of, uh, you know, players who either were pretty good in college, not good enough to make the NBA, young dudes trying to make their way, or dudes trying to crack a rotation. Like, he and Sauce Castillo. So, Sauce Castillo, Nick Stauskas, goes out there and uh, drops, what, 57, was, like, perfect for a 34-point half, etc. And uh, he, Isaiah Thomas, etc. It's kind of nice that they get a bit of a look in, but I don't know. There's a reason you're in the G League. Uh, right. Other news. Uh, FIBA. We're like, yep, look, Russian teams and officials are not going to be able to do FIBA stuff, 3x3 three three basketball comps until further notice because you fucking invaded Ukraine. You assholes. So fucking blow it out your ass, which seems fair. Right. Uh, and that's it. Like, as I said, there's not much in the way of news. I mean, beyond what Cade Cunningham asked if he was, what celebrity would you want to dunk on? He's like, Stephen A. Smith. So that's pretty funny, I guess. Uh, and the other sort of little bit of news, I mentioned the injuries. Obviously, Jalen Brown uh, goes out of the game today against Atlanta, and then Trey Young goes out. Trey Young came back. Jalen Brown exit. Uh, Boston have since come out and said, look, hopefully it won't be long-term. He just rolled it. Uh, a bit of swelling, a bit sore. Uh, they're going to be smart, and they won't sort of rush him back. Stinks if you've got him in fantasy. Just saying. Uh, and OG Ananobi was the other one, so with his hand, doesn't need surgery on his fractured finger, so uh, we'll see how he goes, essentially. They're kind of like, yeah, look, he'll be able to play within a couple of weeks. Uh, should be fully healed, so hopefully the OG Ananobi's back soon for the wraps. Right, game wraps. Game wraps, 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 that's right, the game wraps. The Washington Wizards managed to hold on to beat Detroit. This was a, look... I'm not going to blow smoke up Washington's ass and say, oh, they're really fun. But this was a weirdly fun game. Washington beat Detroit 116-113. I'll tell you why. Because Detroit are just kind of fun. I'm going to talk about it again later, but jeez. The Wizards had this one about eight different times, I reckon. And the Pistons just sort of kept pulling back into it out of absolutely nowhere. It was kind of weird, kind of fun, and kind of awesome. Like, I don't know what Detroit are doing most of the time. It doesn't look like Detroit know what Detroit are doing a lot of the time. But they are kind of entertaining. So, like, they took a lead in the third quarter. And Washington like, oh, God. But the thing was, they tied it all the way back up right towards the end. Washington got back up. Detroit came flying back. They had a couple of clean looks to even tie this up right at the very death of it. Big Duke Bay and uh, Killian Hayes couldn't get their shots to go. The Wiz hold on. Because of a team effort, like they had eight players in double figures, they shot 50%. Uh, the Pistons, look, they couldn't get much going. So, look, this was a pretty uh, pull-it-out-your-ass win for the Wiz. And I keep telling you, Detroit, they play fucking hard. They're kind of fun. Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant at 26. Cade Cunningham with 20 points, nine rebounds, five assists. Only problem there was 0-3 from deep. They went 8-27 to from three as a team to the Pistons. Not handy. Uh, Big Deke Bay, 19-7. and and Kelly Olenek was handy, uh, 10, 4, and 3 as well. Have a dude, yellow 13 and 8 as well, but uh, no, wait. Is that right? No, he didn't have 13 and 8, did he? Surely not. Have a dude, yellow. He had 6 points. He went 3 of 8. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, 2 of 6 shooting for Killian Hayes. He had 7.7 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals, though. So there's hope for him yet. Uh, the Wiz, I mean, Kuzma, 21, 9, and 6. Thomas, not Kobe Bryant, 16 and 6. 
Everybody just did a little bit of something. Yeah, Gafford with 12 points, three blocks. KCP, the notorious KCP goes three or four from downtown for 15 points. Uh, 11s each for Ish Smith, Corey Kispert, and Rui Hachimura. Ish Smith also had eight assists, but handy win for the Wiz. Uh, that's their 14th straight home win over Detroit. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, the Pistons dropped to 15 and 47. The Wiz, 28 and 33. Atlanta had this beaten. Had this Boston Celtics team beaten. 107, they lose 98. Injuries with the story of this one. Jalen Brown, as I mentioned, goes down the first, what, three minutes with an ankle. And uh, Smart then goes under Trey Young on a three-point play. He gets called for flagrant for landing in his, uh, in his uh, le- well, for jumping into his landing area. And so Trey at least comes back, guts it out. The Hawks get out to a lead as well. Boston reel it back in, but then they drop an 11-zip run the Hawks do over the uh, first and second. They're up 11. You've got Bogdan, Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, and Huera smashing in some threes, and you're like, oh, fuck, this is done. They're up 16. But the Celtics, it was weird. Like, Tatum just sort of went, righto, let's uh, let's uh, let's sort this one out. <laughs> the Hawks didn't score for like six minutes uh, from the end of the second quarter through the first five minutes of the third quarter. Derek White then sort of took over, and Boston tied it up in the third quarter. It was like, holy shit, where did this come from? Tatum, though... Like, Tatum had been on the bench. Derek White was doing work. And he just gives him a fun sort of different look at times as well. Uh, but then in the fourth, like, Boston just kicked it up a notch. Like, Tatum doing some playmaking. He was unreal. Uh, he had Smart just causing all sorts of havoc on Atlanta. Just taking away, uh, just balls midair. Stealing, just getting weird rebounds. He was unreal. And Tatum finding dudes. Like, he found, what, Grant Williams... For back-to-back threes in the fourth quarter. That kicked in the doors and basically won them the game. Uh, put them up like 14, I think, after the Hawks. It sort of pulled it back down. And that was it. They got some nice, easy buckets down the stretch. And Atlanta's defense, their much maligned defense for a good reason, just couldn't slow them down. So I think the Hawks scored 33 total points in the second half. After having 65 in the first half, they end up at 98. 33, that's incredible. Uh, and testament to Boston's D. Like, it's just fucking terrifying sometimes. They lock in. You've got Smart, Al, Time Lord, Tatum, even Grant Willie, just because he's built like a brick shit house, and they shut him down. It's crazy. Trey Young had nine points in the second half. He ended up with thirty-one. He was on fire early. Twenty-three, obviously. Wait, twenty-two. There you go. Uh, <laughs> twenty-two in the first half. She's twelve or twenty-five, six assists, but yeah, couldn't get going late. Bogdan Bogdanovich, twenty-five. Very little elsewhere. Twelve and eight for Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Huera goes 4-13. Ooh, gross. But DeAndre Hunter was brutal. Uh, the team as a whole went 7-31 from three. That is uh, not great. <laughs> that is not great at all. Meanwhile, the Celtics Tatum was awesome. 33-8-7. Controlled the game late. Pretty efficient. 12-25 from the floor, especially without Brown out there. He took over. 16-6-4 for Marcus. Smart. And Derek White at 18-5. He was really good. But Grant Williams, 2-4 from three. 18 and 7 for him. I love how he's basically remade him himself as a, you know, one of the great corner snipers in the NBA at the moment, while also looking like, I don't know, the love child of Larry Johnson. It's crazy. Time Lord had 9 points, 13 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Atlanta now dropped to 29 and 32. That's a tough one. And uh, Boston at 37 and 27. Unreal. They've won 14 of their last 17. 
Toronto hung on to beat Brooklyn. Well, they came back and then beat them, which is crazy. On a back-to-back, these teams played each other yesterday, you might remember. Toronto went at 109-108. Muggsy Bogues was there. Kind of neat to see. Uh, Goran Dragic was getting booed in Toronto. That was fun. Uh, but the Nets looked lively. They led by four at halftime. Dragic gave them a bit of a uh, sort of steadying presence off the bench. It's like without Simo, without KD, without Kyrie, because obviously Kyrie, this is a road game, but he can't play in Toronto because... He's a fucking idiot who doesn't have the vaccine. Jeez. Oh, nah, man, I've got some problems with it. Shut up, idiot. Uh, the Raps couldn't buy a three in the first half, though, and like the Nets solidified their uh, lead in the third quarter. Patty Mills actually hit a couple of shots. It was nice to see that, but Seth Curry was handy. James Johnson, Bloodsport, was doing stuff. Up eight going to the fourth quarter, and then the Nets stopped scoring. They didn't get a bucket in the fourth quarter until Blake Griffin hit a shot with seven and a half minutes left. What a brutal drought it was, but they still led. <laughs> and the Raps rip up, what, a 7-zip run to take the lead, and then it ends up being a 10-0 run. Up four with two minutes 40 left. Seth Curry, look, Patty misses a shot. Seth Curry gets the uh, rebound. Ties it up with 50 seconds left, though. Um, but that's kind of the problem. Without anything outside of Seth Curry on offense, they just couldn't get over the hump. And uh, he was blocked into oblivion on the... Uh, on the game-tying attempt by Scotty Barnes. And uh, Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr. hit free throws the rest of the way, and the Raps hold on just. Crazy game. Fun game. Scotty B. What a block. Uh, for the Nets, Curry goes 18-6, and six, 19, uh, with 3-5 shooting from downtown for Bloodsport. James Johnson. LaMarcus Aldridge is 16-9. Goran had 10-2-2 two two in 15 minutes, but yeah, out-rebounded by 11 with the Nets, and just the offense just didn't have the punch. Paddy at least hit a couple of shots rather than the 1-1-3 one, one, and three that he uh, rolled off the last few games. So that's kind of at least nice. For the Raptors, Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr., 24-7, 18-8-6 for Siakam. He did shoot 7-19, of 19, though, and fouled out and had four turnovers. <laughs> Tough scene. Uh, but he and Paddy at least both are, you know, post-All-Star break. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, we're in Struggle Town. Now it's not quite as bad Struggle Town. It's like Bendigo. Ah, uh, Scotty Barnes, 18, 10, and 4. He was unreal. 8 of 13 shooting. Scotty B is just unreal. But that block at the end, he had one block for the game, and what a block. He might pop up again later. Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, 15 points, 8 assists for Malachi Flynn. Uh, pretty handy at times. And Thad Young with 11. Big Dick Kemp Birch had 11 as well. Another big win for Toronto over Brooklyn. The dude's chasing them down for the uh, next seed there in the East. Brooklyn now 32 and 31. Toronto 34 and 27. The Clippers, they shit pumped Houston 113-100. Look, Houston had him in the first half, then they didn't. And this was it. A third quarter, there was a 40 to 25 run for the Clippers, and they ran away with her up like 30. <laughs> in the fourth quarter, it's like, oh, geez. Now it was like 20 something. But yeah. The Clippers just built that lead and just strangulated it out of them. Uh, the Rockets, Jalen Green had 20 on 21 shots. Thanks for coming, Jalen. Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for COVID. Oh, yeah, better build an arc, bro. Too many fucking floods, man. Better get this COVID so I don't have to do anything. Nine, 17 and 8 for Christian Wood. Three blocks as well. Dennis Schroeder, I am German Rondo. And Eric Gordon both went two of eight from the floor, a.k.a. one, two, three Cancun from the Vets. Uh, Clippers, Zoobs at 22 and 12. Reggie Jackson at 17, 5 and 6. Uh, Mook Morris at 18, went 4 of uh, 6 from downtown. And uh, look, I'll tell you what, the young dudes of the Clips are fun. Amir Coffey had 10 points. Brandon Boston Jr., 11. They're a good combo. And Ty Lue's kind of like, all right, yeah, I'll just throw him into the fray at times and we'll see how we go. 
Either way, Houston now dropped to 15 and 46. The Clippers, 33 and 31. The biggest boil over the day, I guess, Minnesota beat Golden State 129-114. And uh, tell you what, Minnesota at a back-to-back, they came to fucking play. And Carl Anthony Towns is like, oh, hang on. I'm a foot taller than all these motherfuckers out here. I'm just going to dominate. And that's exactly what he did. And without Clay Thompson or Draymond Green, and even with Mini on a back-to-back, like, Cat just going, nah, fuck it. I'm going to kick your ass. And D'Lo and Malik Beasley playing well. Like, this was it. It was crazy. So, I mean, this is what happens with Golden State. Like, their defense can be as good as you want, but it doesn't make them taller, (laughs) you know? And this is where you're going to run into problems with Golden State if Draymond's not back and healthy by the playoffs because a dude like Cat can just fucking go off for 39 and absolutely towel him. So they didn't have Anthony Edwards, and it's like it didn't matter because, as I said, if you're sort of... Other support crew, it's basically if the support crew of D'Lo and Beasley play well, while Steph's support crew of Poole and Wigo et al. don't play well, then that's the game because that's the margin of error for Golden State at the moment without Clay or Draymond and stuff. And like they weren't wildly bad. Like Steph had 34, goes 5 of 16 from 3, but Wiggins 5 of 13, Poole 5 of 12, come bucket. 13 points on 12 shots for Jonathan Kaminga. They went 13 of 45 from downtown as a team, five of which were from Steph. You know, 28%, that's brutal. They also had 17 turnovers. And the Warriors just looked a bit off. Uh, meanwhile, Cat had 39 and 9. Yeah, that's not... He went 3-6 from 3. Pretty bloody good. 22 for D'Lo. Uh, Malik Beasley goes 6 of 9. Nice from 3 for his 20 points. Uh, Pat, Bev have, Pat Bev had 11. Torin the Red Bull Prince had 11. They shot 52% as a team. They were just looking pretty good. I'll tell you that much. They looked uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And look, Pat Bev just out there causing all sorts of havoc. He had seven assists as well. Uh, a couple of, uh, what do you have, one steal. D'Lo had a couple of steals, etc. And sort of just ran him off the court. Anyway, Golden State now 43-19. and 19. The Wolves are 34-29. and 29. Feeling good? Looking good. And Anthony Edwards... Uh, he, had, uh, he was out with tendonitis, knee tendonitis for this game, and uh, they stepped up. And it's like one of those things where if Malik Beasley's hitting threes, they're a difficult out. And then the final game, an absolute sort of uh, weird back and forth one, this one. Lakers, Dallas, the Mavs hold on to win 109-104 after a big comeback by first the Lakers and then a massive comeback by then the Mavericks. <laughs> it was crazy. So the Mavs are up 21 early, still up, what, 15 at the half. Uh, the Lakers then just go absolutely fucking ham out of nowhere. Uh, 13-1 run to start the third quarter by the Lakers. Stanley Johnson, Malik Monk hitting threes out of nowhere. LeBron hits three straight threes, one of which is from the fucking logo. The Lakers logo, just like, oh, I don't care, bang. And it's tied up with four minutes left in the third quarter, and then they take the lead. Like, the Mavs are horrible in the third quarter. They went 3 of 13 um, they had seven turnovers at one point. It's a 31 to 14 third quarter. The Lakers lead going into the fourth quarter. They go up six, and it's looking pretty good. And then Dallas just had a fight. Like Jalen Brunson sort of just calmed them down. He had a big three when they're down six. It's only a three point lead now, and they just sort of were inexorable. They just sort of tore that Lakers defense up, and. The craziest part was Luca was calling for LeBron. 
He's like, get him over here. I want to take him on one-on-one. That way he's not helping on defense. And being like fucking Doc Ock with like the crazy long arms of LeBron just in in my passing lanes. And just kept getting by him or getting to his spots, lifting up, hitting either floaters or little dirky sort of step back jumpers. They ripped off a nine zip run, 11 zip run. They're up five with like under four minutes left. The Lakers got outscored 15-2 after leading by six midway through the fourth quarter. And the Mavs hold on right at the end. And it's literally only like, it was basically a 109-102 after (laughs) LeBron scored like an extra bucket right at the end. Got to catch Kareem, bro. Got to catch Kareem. And that was it. The Lakers just sort of put in all that time and effort and then fell apart when it mattered most. Uh, so LeBron ends up at 26-12-5. Got to catch Kareem, man. Catch Kareem. Uh, Malik Monk had 17. He shot 5 of 14, though. 3 of 6 from downtown. Pretty handy, but just a couple of big misses late. Rusty was horrible. 12-6-8, but he shot 5 of 17. 0 of 4 from downtown. Ugh, none of them even look fucking close. Stanley Johnson hit 3 of 4 from downtown. He had 11. Carmelo was really good. Also, however, missed a couple of big shots late. Like, LeBron hit him with a pass that basically in his pocket. Melo just missed it. 20 points for him. Three rebounds, three steals, six of 11 shooting, three of six from three. Bazemore hit a couple of big shots late. He had six points. THT, he had eight, but just nothing there. And uh, I'll tell you what, they end up shooting 14 of 34 from three, the uh, Lakers. But, oof. To not win this is fucking brutal. Uh, because Luka Doncic goes for 25-8-5. He shoots 9-21. He missed all of his threes, but it sort of felt like it didn't matter. He was still getting to his spots. He knew that his three ball was off. And he's like, I don't care. I'm just going to get to the hoop. I'm going to get to my spots. going to hit my shots. 22 for Jalen Brunson. He was awesome. 4-6 from downtown. Reggie Bullock, sniper alert. 1-7 of seven from downtown. But he was pretty good. Handy and early on with 7. Uh, but Dorian Finney-Smith was a revelation especially heading into like the uh, first half. He had 16-9. and nine. Uh, Goes 3-7 from 3. Spencer Dinwiddie with a 14.9 assist effort as well. 2-5 of five from downtown. Mavs, that's a big win because they'd sort of just shit the bed, crapped it away, and, and they pulled it back because Luka... I mean, that's what happened in the third quarter. It's like, oh, we'll run through dudes who aren't Duka. It's, uh, Luka, that seems smart. And everyone's like, that's a bad idea. Boom. Smash cut to the fourth. Put the ball in Luka's hands. Away he goes. Uh, the Lakers... I'll tell you what. The Lakers stink! They're 27 and 34. The Mavs now 37 and 25. And let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a night. That's a night. Look, Carl Anthony Towns obliterating Golden State was pretty gnarly. 39 and 9. He shot the shit out of it. Barely missed. He gave him the old too small, which was shook. I love a good too small. Uh, but the way, look, the way they were guarding him, he's just like, I don't have any time for this. 39-9, he shot 14-22, 3-6 from downtown, 8-11 of 11 on free throws. That's the cat you expect. Kind of left a little bit to still be desired on uh, a bit of the old, you know, defense. But still, the other two, obviously, Luca. What a game. Like, just down the stretch, just goes, fuck it. We're going to win this one, 25-8-5. He did shoot 9-21, 0-5 from downtown, 7-11 from the free throw line. Missed one late as well. That was a little bit like, oh, geez, Jimmy's bet's going to not hit. Uh, but the one I probably enjoyed the most today was Jason Tatum, 33-8-7. And, and like the big thing for uh, Tatum for ages has been his playmaking. And without Jalen Brown out there, you knew that you're going to have the ball in his hands a bunch more. He shot pretty bloody well, 12-25, 3-10 from downtown, 6-7 at the stripe. 
But the seven assists, like, he was just finding dudes. The passes were pretty good. And those two to Grant Williams, where it was just like, oh, shit, he's there in the corner. I'm going to hit him. And he hit him real nice, in time, good decisions, good game, went to the line, was attacking the hoop, just did his thing. I fucking loved it. Good job, Tatum. So I'm going to give it to Tatum. But Carl Anthony Towns and Luka Doncic right there with him. And even LeBron. I mean, holy shit, what a run that was by him at the end. I mean... He tried his absolute hardest. The problem is he's playing with, like, Rusty Westbrook and... Tell you what, Kent Bazemore. 26-12-5 for uh, LeBron, but not enough. Uh, what about Spot of the Night? Spud, 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 of the Night. Spud of the Night. Aaron Naismith for... The Boston Celtics goes 0 of 5 in 17 minutes and gets, what, 0 of 2 from downtown. Did have six rebounds. Uh, that's pretty good. But Naismith was also, I believe, a, what? He was somehow like a plus 10 in that time. <laughs> it was crazy. So he was doing something. The flip side was DeAndre fucking Hunter in 37 minutes. DeAndre Hunter goes 0 of 8 from the floor, 0 of 3 from downtown. He was absolutely brutal. He hits a couple more of those shots. and Well, hits any of those shots, really. And they are right there with him. And then, of course, that was in the same game. They were having basically a spud off. And then the same thing happened in the Mavs-Lakers because you had David Spadans. Hello is like basic little junior Zingerberger. Extreme Zingerbergger. But not extreme. is little. Latvian, yes. Uh, zero points. 0 of 4. All of which were from downtown. Uh, he had one rebound in his 10 minutes. 10 minutes, 1 rebound, 0 of 4 shooting. Thanks for coming, Davis Bathans. But Rusty Westbrook, 5 of 17. Some of those shots he hit, it was like taking late. You're like, oh, yeah. Now that's cool. Just dunk or fuck off at this point, it felt like for Rusty. 5 of 17, 0 of 4 from downtown. 8 assists, 0 turnovers at least. He sort of fixed a bit of that turnover thing. But lots of spuds today. You enjoyed to see it. Well, you love to see it. You enjoy seeing it. There you go. Use your words, Jimmy. Who was old mate no mates, though? Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? How about on the Flog Dragic? Poor bloke, he's just like out there going, wait, I played five games for Toronto, then I decided, ah, this isn't for me. Now you're going to boo me? <laughs> we had a discussion. They wanted me to sit. And this was kind of like some other news that sort of popped off today, like Nick Nurse talking about Goran. It's like, yeah, man, we talked about it at the start of the season, like after those sort of few games, etc. And it's like, nah, we figured out, fuck it. We'll hang out and uh, go chill and whatever. <laughs> That's fine. So I kind of like it. And I appreciated the fact that Raptors fans just have another person to sort of, you know, just fucking go out. Look... And boo, because they do love to boo their ex-players to the Raptors fans. And Dragic just goes, nah, look, I'm good. I don't want to play. And Nick Nurse is like, yeah, that's fine. Like, Nick Nurse came out and said, basically, it's like, yeah, we wanted to give our young dudes, like, more minutes. And we made that decision early on. I met him, told him, and he was okay with it. He understood. And the Raptors fans were booing him. It was pretty funny. So I'm here for it. They love to boo their former players his old mate, no mates in Toronto. Gore on the flog, Dragic. Good on you. Panting of the night, though. Very bad, 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 very, very bad, bad. Oh, a bit of rookie on rookie violence. We saw Cade Cunningham yammerate 
on Corey Kispert and his stupid headband. Love, oh, no, it's not stupid. I love a good headband. Uh, but that was just Cade so, like sizing up Corey Kispert and going, fuck you, you're Corey Kispert. I'm Cade fucking Cunningham. Pow! And uh, then Scotty Barnes swatting the fuck out of Seth Curry on the potential game tire just sends it off. Like just beautiful game, uh, you know, game-saving vibes where Scotty Barnes like, nap, fuck you, boom, off it goes into the uh, back row. Enjoy that. Some good pantings. And finally, well, this one's easy. Better Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Scotty Barnes again. The game-saving block, but also another 18-10-4 with a steal and a block. 8 of 13 shooting. He's like the exact opposite of like the other, you know, mentioned yesterday, Patty Mills and Pascal Sikkim-Siakam. Dudes who have struggled after the All-Star break. Scotty Barnes literally struggled heaps in the Rookie Challenge and then in the actual Skills Challenge. And then he's come out the other side of it and he's playing better than ever. So Scotty Barnes, easily better than Lonzo Ball today. He is crushing it at the moment. And look, the Raptors getting two wins back-to-back nights against the Nets. A, it's huge because of the uh, standings. But B, look, they're missing so many dudes just to get some wins. And for Scotty to look this good... They're going to be feeling pretty bloody awesome. Good job, Raptors fans. And also, they had Raptors fans back in the building. So, great job, Canadia. Right. Yeah, Nas. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys. This is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Nas. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing if you're in Melbourne. Pretty bloody muggy down here. Don't go to the bottle, though. You'll be sweating like a... Uh, Priest near a preschool, I'll tell you that much. Uh, either way, get the bottle loader to come to you with the dailyliquor.com and they'll chuck in a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy if you're banging the code Strayer. So how good is that? Go to the dailyliquor.com right now, check out all their Ripper booze specials, beer, wine, cocktails, everything you need, and celebrate a Ripper NBA season, I'll tell you that much. Use that code, go off, go hammer and tongs, the dailyliquor.com, drink responsibly, get a free six on your mate Jimmy. How good is that? It's for the Melbourne metro area. Same day delivery if you order before noon. Boom. Can't do more for you. Right. Yeah, Nas. Where we take some NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, does Isaiah Thomas help Charlotte in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, nah. I think it's time. Nah. Like, the fact that he couldn't help the Pelicans, the fact that he couldn't help the Mavs, I mean, (laughs) it's just, if there was something there... The Pelicans, the Mavs, and the Lakers would have used it and gotten something out of it. It's fine that he's out there shredding in the G League, but I don't know how much G League you may have watched, right? There's not a giant amount of defense being played. It's a lot of one-on-one, go-for-your-own sort of stuff. The coaches do their jobs as as best they can with rosters full of dudes who are out there basically going, it's my job to try to make the NBA by making myself look fucking awesome. Uh... And I love Isaiah Thomas, but shit, man. Like, if you can't even be remotely out there on D and your offense is no longer remotely good enough to make up for it, it's like, 
you're not going to last long. And I think that's what we're going to see here. Like, if he can't make a go of it in Charlotte, I don't know if we see him again. The problem is Charlotte don't need Isaiah. They don't need scoring. They need, like, just a couple of dudes who can play some, like, just a little bit of fucking defense. So I don't really love the fit either. I would love to see him go off and just, like, capture lightning in a bottle. And Charlotte with Lamello, Terry Rose, Kelly Oubre. The last thing, though, I feel like they need is, like, a dude who's going to go out there and just try to get buckets for himself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, is Kendrick Perkins right? Does he think the combo of Harden and Bede have a ceiling of Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Ah, the six is going to win it all. Yeah, nah. Uh, can we pump the fucking brakes after two games? <laughs> I want to say nah. I don't want... Look, Magic, Kareem, they won five fucking titles. Let's not fucking compare two... Well, one bloke has never made it out of the second round in Joel Embiid. Another dude has never made the... Fu- well, he made the finals in OKC, but he's never made the finals as one of the two best players on the team in James Harden, so... I think we can just pump the brakes on that. Like, Magic, Kareem, Harden and Bede, it feels much more like Penny Shaq to me, uh, where it's awesome, it's fun, who knows what the ceiling could be. They could make the finals. Yeah, they could win it all. After two games, though, let's see actually uh, a little bit more. Last one. Jimmy, you worried about Chicago being 2-8 and eight versus the top six teams in the East and 4-7 and seven versus the top six West teams. Yeah, nah. A little bit, but I'm going to still say nah, because until they've got Lonzo and Caruso back. So Lonzo Ball's been out with his knee. Caruso's been out. And I think if they're at full sort of armed and operational (laughs) battle station uh, capacity, then we'll see how they fare against good teams. Because I think the thing about Chicago all season is their lineup has been so fucky all season between COVID, between injuries. Like, it feels like they've had zero fucking luck. And DeMar Rosen's played out of his fucking skin for that entire time for them to be as good as they are. And I think the amount of times we've seen their actual full-strength lineup is just minuscule. So I think Chicago, if they get those dudes back, give themselves three, four weeks towards the end of the season, uh, maybe then we'll see that sort of turnaround. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. But it's just something to keep in the back of your head. You know what I'm saying? I'm popping the opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, quick one. I just really like Detroit and really like watching them. They're janky. They're weird. They're fun. They're kind of good but bad. Like, they're, they're a bad teams to watch. I'm looking at you, Houston. And the Pistons, though, they got Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant. they got Big Deke Bay. Beef Stew. Cade Cunningham is fucking awesome fun. Kelly Lennox, weird as shit. And Killian Hayes is playing more. I mean, as I mentioned, what? He had 7-7-5 with three assists. The shot's still not quite there, but he's still young as fuck. They've got Hamadou Diallo, who's out there, who just turns it on every so often. They're kind of fun. I kind of love it. Like, for shit teams, we've got some pretty good ones at the moment. You know, Orlando, OKC, Detroit. They're all, like, good shit teams. And I kind of like that. Right. Outback Takehouse. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means. That's right, the squid and I went out the backyard this morning. As soon as we heard that, we went bang with our cricket bats. And that special's right up there for you right now. Kookaburra wings, only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is, I'll tell you what, there's an easy reason behind all the fucky refing of late. 
The NBA put the hard word on the refs and changed the rules back to what they were last year. Because A, they were afraid of a little bit of argy-bargy and everyone was enjoying it too much, but mostly it was B, so they could fit in more fouls, more stoppages, all to increase the commercial's airtime. Only an outback. It's one of those things where you go, hang on a second, are the NBA actually all that sad about the end of these games? Because they just get to run more ads. <laughs> They're fucking laughing all the way to the bank. All right, we're back in a second with Australian Play Watch. That's a good flame girl take. Uh, right after this one. Uh... This is Mick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, good old, my best mate, Nick K. Uh, right, Australian Player Watch, after, what do we say? We say knowable. Check out Chris Paul, NASA Commander, Scott Kelly, Redico, friend Alexis Ahanian on Knowable, which is a new app where the world's top experts teach you new skills in bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. Uh, check it out. The bloke from NASA talks about space. Chris Paul talks about the performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle. There's a reason that he's still playing, uh, you know. His thumb injury notwithstanding. Uh, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ahanian teaches you how to launch a startup. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new on Knowable. So if you are keen on learning some new stuff today, go check it out. Download it from your app store, bang in the code STRAYER, and you'll get 20% off. Australian Player Watch today, really quick one. Paddy Thrills, Paddy Bills, at least hit a couple of shots in this one. 32 minutes in that loss to Toronto. Uh, he had eight points, two rebounds, two assists, shot three of seven, which is a marked improvement over the last few games, and two of five from downtown. Obviously, no Benny Simmons, uh, no Matty T because no Philly game, no Josh Giddy or Rock'em Sock'em Block'em Jack'em Landau. But we did have, who's Josh Green? Had a sick alley-oop thrown to him by Luca at one point. Love his hustle. He went perfect from the floor in his 10 minutes. He had six points, shot three of three from the floor. He had four rebounds and two assists. What a game. A six, four, and two in 10 minutes. Josh Green, you little bloody ripper. You love it. Righto. That's the uh, Australian Play Watch for today. Nice to see Jingles doing stuff. Jock is on the old uh, IGs at the moment. But either way, let's do a uh, great moment in NBA Australia stat history. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. All right. I'll tell you something for free here on the old NBA Australia. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. It's not often we get to celebrate Australian first, but eight years ago on this very date, a grown man who's afraid of a needle and getting a vaccine to uh, protect those around him recorded the first ever NBA triple-double by a technical Australian. That's right. In 2014, leading his uh, pre-LeBron homecoming Cleveland Cavaliers against the pre-Jingles Utah Yaz, uh, NBA Kanye bobbed and waved like bloody Costas you. And a huge 20-point win, knocking the Jazz all over the park on his way to his first ever. And uh, at that point, only triple-double. Uh, and look, some might say the Big Simo's first triple-double back in 2018 was the first by an Aussie, but just like everything said by Kendrick Perkins, they'd be technically wrong. Uh, Kyrie, NBA Kanye, being born in Melbourne and him holding dual citizenship uh, would actually just back us up in the same way that I can say a fried dim sim and a strawberry big game is the greatest food combo on earth is actually hashtag facts. Like, looking back, it seems remarkable that big Lucian Longley never topped 10 assists in a game because 
I know Dennis Rodman also spent his entire career stealing Big Luke's rebounds. Uh, the big Croatian Wilt Chamberlain, Andrew Bogut, never got there as well, but that's mostly because flogs like Brandon Jennings hogged the ball to whoever, uh, and they never ran the fucking offense through him, right? That's a big problem. And even King Deli of Meribah, first of his name, Smasher of Tins, Matty Delavadova. We actually mentioned this uh, on a post this week. He had a pretty good chance. He had 10 boards, 14 points, but those bloody jokers, J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert, literally missed every fucking shot that Delhi set up for them with more panache than Paramount and Posty. So that fuck-headed Kyrie Irving cleaned up the jazz like it was Mitchell Johnson wiping out the South Africans at the Wacker in 08. And despite the, you know, him being a flat-earth flat enthusiast, the bloke who doesn't understand how gravity and geology works and thinks you're having the fucking wool pulled over your eyes... On this day, eight years ago, tallied a masterful 21 points on 7 of 18 shooting. Goes 1 of 3 from downtown. Handed off 12 assists like he was basketball Santa. And that big nufty Spencer Halls was some sort of giant, super hairy, super dumb moron kid. Scoring a bunch of them off there. And he also got 10 rebounds with more centrifugal force and lethal weapon ride at Movie World on the Goldie. Remember that one? I went on that back in 99. Either way... Kyrie had 10, uh, was it, five turnovers as well? And a foul, but still. I mean, the bloke's only fucking six foot three, and he put up a triple-double that was more dominating than Blues legend Wayne the Dominator Johnston. So, And this was all before bloody Rusty Westbrook figured out that if you get a giant Kiwi to box out for every rebound, you can get, like, ten boards in your bloody sled. Kyrie actually had to battle to get the first every Aussie triple-double like a real man. He earned his bloody Dimmy and Strawberry Bring M that day, I'll tell you that much. But of course, now he's a fuckwit, so he can blow it out his ass. And that is a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. The first ever Aussie triple-double by bloody NBA Kanye. All right. How about the Petty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in? How good was that one? A bit of a uh, <laughs> NBA Kanye pop-in. Uh, some really good stuff on Jingling Joe Ingles' Twitter at the moment because there was a uh, real sort of nice moment where... Uh, Megan Husswick, great basketball writer here in Australia. I'm battling every day. Powerful stuff from Jenna O'Hee, who speaks for the first time uh, since taking time away from the Flyers and Nobles to take care of her mental health. Uh, Southside Flyers host their Lifeline Australia around this weekend. Great article. And Joe Ingalls retweeted it, saying, Thank you, thinking of you, Jenna. Uh, tons of courage to look after yourself. Inspiring to anyone who might be feeling the same way. And another great moment uh, for the Patty Mills Game Day Ball Game Day Inspiration Board is... Jock Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. Everyone is posting a bunch of random picks from the rodeo road trip, so I figured I'd do the same with a side of All-Star break. So it's Rock'em, Sock'em, drinking coffee, nailing a shot against the Pelicans, looking pretty gnarly in a jacket, him and the Misso wearing big old cowboy hats, him and the dog walking through some hotel balconies, checking out his phone. Inspiring stuff from Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. I reckon he's enjoying that NBA experience. Uh, right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, the neck's still a bit fucked. Waiting to hear back from the doc. Uh, Squid's been a good little trooper, though, at the moment, so can't complain. Uh, we went, of the picks today, we nailed of the six. So we hit Dallas. Uh, we hit the Clippers. We hit Toronto. And we missed the other one. So we went three of six. And you'll take that sometimes. Because uh, I do believe I actually had money on Boston uh, after I picked Atlanta. And then I also may have had money on Detroit after I picked Washington yesterday. Apparently, I don't even trust my own fucking picks. But either way, 3 6. When I made that call yesterday, you'll take it. So 524 of 906 for the season. Tomorrow, we've got eight games. A couple of rippers in here, too. Charlotte go to Cleveland. Uh, three and a half point underdogs are the Hornets. 
I kind of like that. Cleveland without that much guard play. We saw them struggle the other day. I kind of like the Hornets here. Like, on the road, go out, try to sort of run some rings around Cleveland, get a win. They need it. Give me the Hornets plus three and a half. They might not win, uh, but they'll cover. Indy, they go to Orlando. This is a tricky one. Orlando, I mentioned that. They're like a fun shit team. They're getting Fultz back, but Indy just kind of look, you know, well, they're going to be playing small. Orlando have got size in Wendell and Moe. But Indy just kind of look a little bit more professional at the moment. I don't know. Tyrese Halliburton just terrifies me. So I'm going to go with Indy plus one and a half. Uh, I reckon the Pacers can get a win there in Orlando. The New York City Knickerbockers of New York City go to Philly. <laughs> Harden and Embiid. The Sixers are ten and a half point favorites against the Knicks. We saw them just like, you know, demolish or them on the weekend. I'm going to take the Knicks here plus ten and a half. I think they'll try to figure out something and maybe just lose by eight. But Philly will still win, but I think the Knicks can cover the 12.5. Utah, they go to Houston. Houston on a back-to-back against the Yaz. The Yaz are 12.5-point favorites. I think the Jazz will smash Houston. I don't think they've got hope in hell. So I'm going to take the Jazz minus 12.5. That's a lot of points, but fuck it. Miami, they go to Milwaukee. That is an absolute ball terror. We've got Knicks, Philly, Miami, Milwaukee. That's unreal. The Bucks are 4.5-point favorites at home. Which seems a bit crazy to me, like Miami have been very, very good. But then, look, Milwaukee got a nice settling win the other day. Bam's been playing out of his skin in Miami. Hero's back. I don't know. I think I'll take the Bucks minus four and a half. I just kind of maybe trust where they're at rather than, you know, the ins and outs of Miami at the moment. So give me the Bucks minus four and a half. The Pelicans are four and a half point favorites against Sacramento. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. The Pelicans are good. Sacramento are bad. Give me the Pels. I know you can't trust them, and this is a fool's errand, but I'm taking the Pals, minus four and a half. OKC, they're 12 and a half points, uh, underdogs in Denver. All OKC do is cover. I'm taking the Thunder, plus 12 and a half against Denver. Denver will beat them, but the Thunder will cover. And Phoenix, hosting Portland. This is a bit of a tricky one, 12 and a half points. It's almost probably too many. I might have to go Portland, plus 12 and a half, because, look, Portland just are a bit sneaky okay. Even without Dame, without Nurk, kind of doesn't matter. And Phoenix, look, a couple of rough ones in the late, you know, late, what, two straight losses. They'll get a win, but Portland will make them work for it. So give me the Portland plus 12 and a half. That's a lot of underdogs I'm taking tomorrow. Jeez. Well, well you better hear me talk about how I missed all my picks <laughs> on tomorrow's show. <laughs> That'd be great. Anyway, in the meantime, make sure they're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia over there on YouTube. Check it, FWCIE on Twitter. Get around NBAAustralia.com slash merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Had a problem with a 5XL uh, order. <laughs> there were none left. I don't know what had happened there, but either way, it's all sorted now. Uh, check us a rating review on your uh, podcast app, whatever one you use. If you can rate and review, it does help out. Come on. Me versus Bogey. Let's go. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use the code Stray. Get 20% off from free shipping. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use that code Stray. Get a free six-pack. And Noble. Download the Noble app. Bang in the code Stray. Get 20% off as well. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. Always we thank Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinator. Goldmines. Ramshack Alami. Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music. However you follow or listen to your bands, do that. NBA Australia Sports Australian Bands, so should you. And that's it for today. I've got to go pick up the squid, so no skit. Um, we'll try to have like a Jingles HR tomorrow for you, which will be a, a fun one. Sound good? 
Good. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow, dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! No